Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recommendations, maybe, but recaps and reviews, certainly, of whatever we read this week. So, Amy, what did we read this week? We read Dreaming of You by Lisa Claypass. Kimberly. Yes. Can you do the spoiler-free recap? Oh, sure. I'm happy to do them. Okay, so Dreaming of You is a romance novel set in, we think, like, Regency England. Yeah. And it, I feel like it's slightly less important in this novel because it is set mostly in, like, a gambling, a gentleman's club. Like, yeah. a, a gentleman's club that kind of specializes in gambling. And so that's run by the hero of our novel, who is Derek Craven. The club is creatively called Craven's. Yeah, but that's kind of how it always rolled, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. And so he kind of born on the streets and in the, I want to say the rookeries of London. Yeah. Is that, is that that's They're the like word? They're like the slums. Yeah, the, cool. Yeah. I just couldn't remember if it was not, it wasn't the rookeries and I had made that word up. No, and his backstory is he's born in a rookery and he was like abandoned young and he clawed himself up. Yeah, he was born to a mother who was a streetwalker or a prostitute and she just kind of like had him in the street and then kind of left him and he got adopted by a... He got became a chimney Yeah, he was a chimney sweep and he did a whole bunch of little odd jobs, but it was kind of that idea that it was always kind of impressive that he even survived childhood because obviously many of, I suppose, the children at those times born in those circumstances wouldn't have survived childhood. So he kind of brought himself up from that and now runs the premier gambling house and gentleman's club in all of London. So it is like the one you want to have a membership at Craven's. Like it's a huge deal. And because it is the premier gambling club, it means that, you know, if you've got a debt to the club, yes, he has therefore acquired quite a significant amount of wealth and property and things like yeah. that because people art collections have and to all forfeit sorts of to yeah. him and he so he's got quite a lot of power. Yeah, as a figure. Absolutely. So basically it starts at the beginning in the rookeries with him coming out of a club or coming out of a like some kind of meeting or something. He was in the rookeries and gets jumped by a bunch of thugs. And they kind of seem bent, if not killing him, they are going to slash his face to kind of try and mess him up. And that gets intercepted and prevented by a woman who ends up shooting and killing one of the one of the thugs in like the first three pages which we kind of never come back to but anyway so she kind of shoots and kills this guy who was attacking him and then it turns out that she is an author quite a well-published well-known and like the author of some quite well-known and popular books and she is researching her most recent book or her next book rather that is going to be about gambling and the vice of gambling and so she is trying to gather research about the kinds of people who go to gambling dens in the rookeries and the kinds of colloquialisms and terminology they use and how the games work and all that kind of stuff so she's trying to work all of that out and pretty much that then introduces her to him. She kind of helps him to the back to the back to the mended. house. Yeah, back to his his place because he lives above the um, above the club. And she's like, "Oh my goodness, you're Derek Craven," and he's like, "Yes, I am." And she's like, "Well, to repay the debt of me saving your life because you owe me a life debt, I want access to your club to learn all the things I want to learn." And he pretty much. It's kind of like he doesn't really give it to her. He's kind of 
second in command. She befriends, she befriends all of his everyone. staff very yeah. quickly and is second in command. It's like, thank you for saving his life. Come back tomorrow. I will give you a I'll tour. I'll sort it out. Yeah. <laughs> so in the end, she gets that kind of one-on-one access to the club and he is kind of happy, not happy, but it allows her, tolerates her doing it because it will prevent her from going back into the rookeries to wander around being essentially an accident looking for a place to happen. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so that's his kind of why he lets her. And really that's it. Like I don't know what else to say. They obviously spend a lot of time together and fall in love. No, you made it in so excitingly. Well, do you know what I mean? I feel like anything else is kind of... Just a plot description that I would get and then why read the book? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because really it's all in that, isn't it? That's that's their kind of situation. That's how they... It's sort of how they meet and then what transpires after that rather than there being a sort of... Like, she hasn't begun the book being like, I need to find a man to marry. No, that's exactly right. They just are both two people moving through the world who get thrown together and... And in terms of the obstacle, it's exactly what you think it will be based on that premise in that he thinks he's not good enough because he was born in squalor and he is always going – and he's done really horrible things to survive. And not in terms of, you know, he's killed a bunch of people or trafficked babies or something, but in terms of like he is – If he is like – Yeah, that would be a spoiler. I don't feel like, no, 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 not that. I wouldn't be specific. But in terms of like chimney swept and he did that thing where they dredge the rivers. Like, do you remember those, those children who would just like move through like the sewers and stuff, collecting bits of. Oh yeah, that's like a Victorian slang word. Yeah. I can't remember who they were, but the kids who did that and, you know, so he's just done, he's, his life. He feels that he's too, he's dirty. He's dirty. And that's kind of my point is the things he's done, he feels makes him unworthy. Um, But also she is from this like. Beautiful, perfect little Little village and she. He's got this almost fiancé yes. who's like the perfect Byronic hero man yes. back in that village. Yes, who's... who she's been kind of courting with for four years or yeah, something. Yeah, but his mother doesn't yeah. like it's her. It's all very is, chaste yeah. and, yeah. So it's, yeah, she feels that her life is boring. Probably, actually, she does want to live an adventure and she wants passion. And he feels like he is that she is pure and pristine and that he would just ruin her. Mm. And so that's kind of, that's, I suppose, the obstacle that they have to sort out. So, Amy, would you recommend Dreaming of You by Lisa Kleipas? I have to caveat this by the guy I originally told you that for me this book is very much tied up with the experience I was having when I first read the book. I was travelling, I was in Europe, I was in (laughs) Barcelona and I was hungry but it was way too early to eat food so I went into a cafe and they were like, yeah, you can... We're just sort of opening up, but you can sit down. And I was like, okay, I'm going to read this book. And then I proceeded to consume most of the menu. And so in my mind, this book represents that moment in time for me. Okay. So is that a good thing? Or well, a- initially, so it's really good that we did a reread this week. Okay. Because had you asked me a week ago, do you recommend this book? I would go, yeah, totally, because I remember that really strong situational experience yeah, I, I guess. Having. Yeah, and because you did, you sat and read it. You sat in that one place. I sat and in that read one it for place. such a long time, which feels like you're captivated by the book, but in actual fact, might have been, I'm traveling and have nothing better to do. At or this moment. the sort of vibe that was around yeah. me, or things like that. Um, Gosh, so, this is so complex. I know. So now that we've done the reread, now how do that you... we've done the reread, 
I, yes, I think I would recommend it. And I'm prepared after the Veronica Speedwell incident for you to completely disagree. Oh. But that's okay because we're different people. It's true. I would recommend it. And the reasons I would recommend it is the reread I, took me, I would say, 90 minutes mm. because it's really fast-paced. Yeah. Like you're halfway through the book before and you're like immersed in this sort of complex world of all these different characters and yeah. the gambling den before you realise how – deep you're in and then you're like I'm just going to keep going so it was a really engaging rapid read yeah that immersed me for that period of time and that I really enjoy a book that I can just sit down and finish the other reason I would recommend it is it's a standalone oh yeah you're in you're out you've had a complete story there's enough character depth because it's longer than a novella for satisfaction you know you to get that sort of romance novel satisfaction this whole (laughs) never mind carry on just very euphemistic going on here, but carry on. You can critique me later. No, stop. Unpack my euphemisms. I don't want to have to click the explicit button on the I won't. <laughs> on but the podcast. My favorite was things like, you know, I finish I like something that you can just sit down and finish in one go. You know, you're in, you're out. Enough depth to give you satisfaction though, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this whole book has been very anyway, sorry, carry on. Probably, so it's probably with, not delivered. less smut? No, 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 no. I might be, you could, yeah, you don't, you could even edit this bit out, but I'm just, yeah, I just. Should I just start going. again? At being, no, like it's it was fine. A, no, it's... So I enjoyed it for those reasons. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's my favourite novel, but so many of the novels that we read, it's like there's one and then there's another and then there's another and there's another. So I think just on the fact that it is actually a standalone, I would recommend it because you then you finish it and you don't then have to be drawn into this much, much, much longer world. Yeah. And that is quite unusual amongst a lot of the romance novels that we read. Yeah, for sure. In fact, I think this is probably the only one that I can think of and quickly bring to mind that is a standalone. Yeah, I would agree. Julia Quinn doesn't do any standalones and Gracie doesn't do standalones. No. Um, oh, they do, but they're little novella. Yeah, that, that are yeah. novels, not novellas. And this is a novel, even though I read it really quickly. Yeah. I felt some moments of it were flawed. <laughs> <laughs> one of the most gratingly flawed one is he spends a lot of the book because he's like, you know, born on the streets, lapsing into Cockney. It's really bad Cockney. <laughs> 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 the phonetics are just. And sometimes you read a novel and I just, just tell me he's Cockney. Don't write it phonetically. Because I can imagine an accent. Same. I can create the voice in my head. I remember reading about how Georgette Heyer writes her novels and only in one book did she ever write dialogue in accent. Yeah, right. She wrote an Irish character and she tried to do the Irish accent phonetically and it didn't work because she abandoned that technique for her other like 35 novels yeah and that broke the immersion for me and they happened more than I would have liked them to sure the characters I would say are very 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 much types oh yeah archetypes for sure all of the supporting characters are definitely types which probably makes it then that quick read because you don't really need to, you know, you can build the character in your head because it's a type and they're just there to to be supports. There were a couple of moments where she was a bit irritating. Yeah. And those are the moments where she was trying to defend her, why shouldn't I go out into the rookery? I can defend myself. Yeah. 
And they just went on for a little bit too long because what the character that she was as soon as those moments passed never made re- reference to those types of things again. Yes. Like she that- never brought up the fact that she was actually defend myself. So She didn't want independence in any other way. She just wanted to be allowed to go and be. Yeah. So while there were some like contradictions within the characters at times and while the <laughs> Cockney accent bothered me when written yeah. phonetically were, I was going to say blots, but that's, and now I'm so conscious of saying something, you'll be like, <laughs> while Dude, those things. you make that out like I looked for innuendo, like I tried to ignore until I just couldn't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the problems with the book didn't. Weren't bad out- enough to stop you recommending yeah, it. Don't yeah, don't outweigh the overall recommendation. So yeah, I think I think it's a entertaining, it's an entertaining quick Regency romance novel. Great. Really interested to know what you think, Kimberly. Yeah, I feel like. Because this is our second I feel read. like you worked really hard then and I think in part it was in reaction to my opinion, which I hadn't given yet, which is interesting because I would recommend it too. I thought it was okay. See, the thing is... Yeah, that's that's a good description of it. It was okay. It was okay. And... On see the thing with me was again I found the second read interesting. Mm. Well, I can't even remember if I've read it more than I think. No, it is we've more only than... read it twice because for a while you were like, "What was that novel?" Yeah, you that's kept right. reading these novels, thinking it was the one yep. that this novel was, until and eventually I was like, "No, I know what novel that is." Yeah, it's called Dreaming of You. So. Second read for me was interesting because, and I think because of that, because I'd gone on this journey of trying to refind it and couldn't work it out because it's just this one standalone book by an author we have not read all of kind of thing. In my head, I think it had been given this kind of, that book is great. Like, this book is really great. We should read it. It's a good book. we love a standalone. We do love a standalone. And I think I will forgive a lot for a standalone novel. Yeah. Anyway, so upon my reread, I think I went into it being quite excited to like have found it. I'm you were get really my, excited. I was like, I'm going to get back into it. I loved this book. I didn't love it. <laughs> so I think that for me was but did not you super like it? disappointing. No, this is my point. I it was all right. Mm. It was okay. I didn't. It wasn't horrible to read. I also read it very quickly, not in ninety solid minutes, but you know, I had read it in two sittings, kind of thing, which is very impressive considering my sittings cannot be particularly long, and it's difficult for me to sit down and read a physical novel. I was quite impressed with how quickly I sort of got through it. It's got a cracking pace. It re and a lot happens. And I know I kind of we kind of have summarized it quite quite kind of har- not harshly, but we have summarized it very con- like in a very concise way in the recap. But like her character is well developed, and his is yeah. well developed, and she has this whole world at home, and we actually get to go to her house and and meet that meet world. Family. And it doesn't end when they get married, which I always love a book that doesn't. End with and then they got married and all of the problems were solved and then they said I do and it's all better now. Ends with the wedding, yeah. Which isn't there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes they are structured like that, but I always really I think I always prefer and am more engrossed in a novel that gives you that part way through so that you kind of get to see the world that comes after. Mm. So that was really interesting. So look, I liked it and I liked the supporting cast. She was a bit annoying at times. He was way more of a like kind of domineering jerk at times than I remembered. I didn't like him as much. He was very possessive. That so was a possessive. descriptor that was used about him a lot. And I don't that's not something I love in my heroes. 
Protective, sure. Strong, sure. Strong-willed, go for it. But that possessiveness from men to women in these kind of books always kind of, it does, it gets my hackles raised a little mm. bit. I'm always like, oh, I don't like it. But that, again, that wasn't, it wasn't to such an extent that I was like, no, this book is yuck. It, may, it gives me a yuck feeling. So it was there and I was like, meh, gross. But again, those were moments I could kind of gloss over. I think because the characters were inconsistent. So in the times where you could go, gosh, she's annoying, but two seconds later something else will happen and she'll never mention that again and you can you can just forget about it because she yep. clearly has. There were also his moments of possessiveness and times when it did make me feel like, ugh, that's a bit gross, was so short and then it moved on and never came back to that place again. He, like, was a totally different person. So I was like, well, it's fine. I there were forget. moments where I really liked him. Same. As a yeah. person. And yep. obviously it is about both of them. They have to grow as characters. He has to grow significantly more because he has to learn to trust. Yes. And has to learn a sense of self-worth and a sense, you know, he has to learn love kind of thing. But, look, it all happened in a way that I thought was pretty well structured and pretty believable. Like the journeys they went on felt like I could I could kind of see that that was, you know, as much as this kind of melodramary romance novel. And it does have – it really does have some beats of melodrama well, in Well, because she – Sarah or Sarah is a writer of melodramas, like gothic, yes. gothic, yeah, gothic novels. novels. Yep, and they are beloved. And she's this like celebrity. Yeah, 100%. she's a celebrity uh, one amongst the, things... the working class, amongst all of the classes. Yes, and one <laughs> of the things I really liked about it was so she wrote this novel. One of her like her her kind of big novel opus. is called Mathilda, and. She, Mathilda, the the titular character, is a prostitute. And so it was, like, a big deal because... Like Fanny Hill. Yeah, it was a really big deal because this book was about, like, from her perspective, blah, blah, blah. And at the end, there's a bit of a cliffhanger. Like, you don't know whether what choice this character makes for her. So everyone is obsessed with this book. And whenever they meet her and realise that she wrote it, they're always like, so what happened to her? They think Mathilda's real. They think she's a real person. (laughs) And I really enjoyed this idea that before we kind of got so jaded to the kind of tricks and the the way entertainment works, this idea that there would have been a time when people were like, so she must be real because it's written down. So that story must be first person. Yeah, so that story must be about a real person. I just, I really liked that. I thought that was cute. And even though they were archetypes and they totally were, the supporting characters were sweet in their own they way. They were. And, and they had enough, like the butler or the two, they call them the, the two factotum. I factotum? Fact, fact, factum? The two Facto- I see. Yeah, whatever. Of Derek Craven was, you know, had a, he had his own nice backstory yes. and he was a really nice character to have in there and it was nice finding those little things out about them. The other thing I just remembered that I think is interesting about this book and does contribute to my enjoyment of it is it's completely outside of society. I was that's what I said at the start. That's well that was my takeaway was because it doesn't happen in ballrooms and those kind of circles which era it's in is less important because mm. you know how the rules the kind of rules of what was and was not socially acceptable socially acceptable yeah. and allowed kind of thing were are, are so a part of the aristocracy that when it's not set amongst them it sort of stops being quite as important. But it's also not set within those classes. No. Either she's low gentry. Very low gentry. If even. 
Yeah. Gentry. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not a novel about class. He's just, it's a, it's about. But some of hers are, like when we reviewed The Wallflowers. Yeah. That novel, that class. series is yeah. very much about class, whereas this one is they exist on the outskirts of society. Mm. So the things that, their obstacles aren't things like, will society accept me for yes. making these decisions? Yes. And that's so often an obstacle. Yeah, absolutely. Is, you know, I've been ruined, therefore I have to get married. Yeah. <laughs> Read the book and, and you'll find out. so much sex. I will say, by the time I was like... I've stopped remembering all oh, the... Oh, there a lot of it? I, I just remember... That by the time we got to like, by the time I was like, it's a three problem quarters, when you read something so quick. You it's forget. true. <laughs> well, that's how you read it so quick. Is every time you get to a sex scene, you're like, well, I can skim. Like, you know, I know what happens here. There's nothing. There's not like a plot moment here. I can skim. Uh, yes, there was probably a couple. I I know by the end of this book, I was a little bored with the sex scenes. So there was probably a couple too many. Then, if I by the end of it, I was like, ugh. Another sex scene. But, but what about Netflix? Make a great yeah, I'm series. I'm sure that it will make it top of the Netflix pile. But look, I feel like that kind or of ITV. also that kind of also worked with the character. There were there are like character reasons why there were quite so many sex scenes. Yeah, so, there are character reasons. So again, totally forgivable. So I reckon in also that might be listeners' vibe. You know, if your vibe is oh god, yes. But also if you're just like I just want a novel with some like with, like, a lot of steamy, sexy bits and some decent characters so you don't want erotica because the characters and plot lines in erotica are the worst, then you want to go... Well, they this have is to be good... by the genre because the genre has to prioritise steamy sex scenes so it yes. can't, therefore, have enough space to prioritise character. Yeah, but if you wanted something with a bit, quite a bit of sex but also plot... this. Yeah, this, this would be this a This isn't a bad one. choice. Like, this would be an all right choice for that. I would recommend it to someone who has read a lot of romance novels and is just looking for something pretty, like, nothing too deep or challenging or difficult or thought-provoking, but just some good characters, like, some okay characters, mm-hmm. some okay plot, a little bit of melodrama it and didn't sex. make me cry. No. No, I don't think it's tear-jerky at all. But, that, but saying that's actually a big deal because most of them make me have a little deal. weep. It's true. If oh. you were looking, if I, if someone was like, I've never read a romance novel before, should I start here? No. I would say no. So I guess it would depend. Yeah, I, would, I don't think this is a shining example of the genre, but it's an okay example. Yeah. I think you summarised that really well. And I think I, I emerged into this after I'd read a lot of romance novel series. So just having it be a standalone was refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. So, trash or treasure? Oh, it's very much <laughs> trash. I think I call it trashy novel towards the beginning. It's Whoops, that was a spoiler. <laughs> such a trashy novel. It, this is so trashy. This is the perfect example a, yeah, it is. of a trashy novel. This is and what in I that mean. Set, in, yep. For that reason, recommend. Yeah, it's true. And that is that. I feel like such a long episode for a book we were both like, meh, about. <laughs> Um, but please, by all means, uh, join us next week when we will bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and maybe recommendations for whatever we read. And until then, happy reading! 
And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.